Today, I'm going to be talking to you about identity crisis. Today, we are going to be reading in the book of Luke, uh, specifically chapter 15. We are going to be reading the parable of the prodigal son. Uh, if you don't know what a parable is, it's uh, a simple story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson. Um, I think we all know this story pretty well, but I want to look at this from a little bit of a different perspective. Uh, read with me verses 11 and 12. And he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. So the son went to his father and asked for an early inheritance. So the father agreed and gave him his portion of the inheritance. Um, you see, what's going on here is the son had an identity crisis. He felt like he no longer was to identify himself in that household, to identify himself as the son of his father. See, back in that day and age, an inheritance was to be given once the, the father was to pass away. The sons would take on this responsibility um, of taking care of all of his property and all of the animals. See, he was so full of greed and wanted to find identity in something else. He was having an identity crisis. He wanted to find who he was. Uh, if we read in verse 13, um, And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. So the son left. He left his father and took a journey into a faraway country. He thought he could find his identity in the world. Uh, read with me that verse again. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. The word riotous means lacking restraint, especially marked by indulgence in things such as drinking, sex, drugs, characterized by wild and uncontrolled behavior. He was trying to find a worldly identity. He wasted all the blessings his father gave him to try to find this identity in something else. Some of you in here right now have been trying to find a worldly identity. You try to be what the world tells you you should be. See, when you have an identity crisis, you start to look for your identity in all the wrong things and not in the Father. See, when you do this, bad things start to happen. There's a couple things a worldly identity will do to you. See, for one, it removes you from the Father. When you try to find identity in the world, it, it takes you away from Him. I'm not saying you lose your salvation, but you have this distance. Once you are saved, you are always saved. What I'm saying is when you try to be of the world, you get farther and farther away from God and, and that relationship gets weaker and weaker. We leave the Father to try to find this worldly identity. We try to find identity in riotous living. You see, we can't be of the world and be of God at the same time. That's not possible. You see, some of you in here right now, you have a fake identity. You act like you are living a righteous life, but in reality, you're living a riotous life. You come to church acting holy, but on Monday you are trying to find identity in the world. No, I'm not saying that some of us in here are perfect. None of us are perfect. But there's a difference between living in sin and struggling with sin and living in God. You have to realize that a difference. When you're fighting battles and you're trying to get out of things, that, that's still living in God. But when you're trying to find your identity in the world, that's when it becomes a problem. We start ha to have this worldly identity 
and we leave the Father's presence. Maybe you left God because you saw what the world had to offer. You left God to try to be what the world tells you you should be. What the world told you you needed to be like. How you have to wear this brand to be accepted. How you have to have these things to be on a high uh, social status. You might have had an identity crisis and you were trying to figure out who you were. Maybe you were trying to find your identity in the world and likes, comments, views, affirmation from all these different things instead of from God. Started trying to find identity in sports. You see, we stop going to church and reading our Bible and start, it starts removing us from God because we're too busy, you know, playing a sport or you have your kid to take to a game. Think if you miss a game on a Sunday that uh, you're going to be a bad parent. But the facts are that you need to show your child consistency in church. Because if you do not, um, if you are not a good influence and show them that consistency now, most likely they will never have that consistency in the future when they move out. See, we start doing what the world tells us we should do. We start identifying ourselves as uh, that soccer mom, as, that, as who we are at our job. We start to get this, this, this becomes such a big issue. Instead of identifying yourself as a child of God, you start to have this worldly identity. Instead of being who you are, who you're supposed to be in Christ, you're constantly feeding your mind with what others look like on social media and you try to be like them. With how other people are living, start trying to copy that parent, that influencer, that YouTuber, that movie star. See, one of the biggest problems in this generation and with most people is social media. According to screen time uh, stats, the average American spends a little above five hours daily on their phone. Mm. You see, social media feeds your brain what you should be, how you should look, how you should act, what you should wear, how you should talk. You see, some of you constantly compare yourself to what other parents look like on social media, how they're taking their kids on these crazy vacations to Disney World, you're constantly looking at what they're buying their kids. You start to feel like you're failing as a parent because you're just looking at what everybody else is doing. You start to follow the big trends. You see, when we start to try to find our identity in the world, we leave God and we leave our identity in Him. Instead of being what, who God created you to be and who you are in Christ, you try to have this worldly identity. And it removes you from the Father. Look at the end of verse 13. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. It robs you of your blessings. When you try, and, try to find this worldly identity, it removes you from the Father, but it, it literally robs you of your blessings. It, it says, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. He wasted everything. He wasted his money trying to find identity in the world. He spent it on women, parties, alcohol, worthless relationships. He wasted everything his, his father gave him. Instead of bettering himself, he just wasted it. There are many of you in here today, and you are wasting the blessings that God has given you. You're wasting your time on all the wrong things. You threw away so much time spending on trying to have this social status, working so hard to try to have this type of car, this watch, threw away what God gave you, this precious time. 
try to, uh, you waste so much time trying to be what social media says you should be. You waste what makes you unique trying to put on a facade. You waste the potential you have in Christ. You waste the blessings God has given you. The worst part is, the world doesn't even replenish the blessings. Look at uh, verse 14. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. When you try to find a worldly identity, it wastes your blessings, and it doesn't even replenish them. After he had used what his father gave him, there was this famine that arose in the land. And even if he had the money to get food, he couldn't because there was no food. Even if he had, mon uh, had the money to go and buy a drink, to go party, there was no way for him to do that. It doesn't replenish your blessings. When you waste time on all these worthless things, these worthless relationships that are going to leave you with nothing, it doesn't replenish that. Once you waste your happiness on these worthless friendships and relationships, the world won't give it back to you. In the end, you'll end up being alone. You will not find complete happiness in the world. The world will only leave you broken. The blessings of joy uh, in your life will never be replenished. It says it left him in want. It will always leave you wanting more. When you're left uh, abandoned by the world, without blessings, without anything, you start to self-identify. Causes you to have this self-identity. You see, when this happens, the world literally leaves you empty. He had nothing. He spent all. When he was trying to find this identity in the world, start to identify yourself as empty, as being nothing. See, the son had nothing left. He didn't have money. In the passage of scripture, it says his friends even left him. They didn't even help him get out of this situation. All the people that he spent all this time and money on left. The people he called his friends. See, he was hungry and alone. Some of you in here right now, you are hungry and alone and you're hurting. You tried finding identity in all of the wrong things. You are hungry for blessings. You're hungry for God's word. For good to be in your life, finally. For authentic happiness. See, your, your identity starts to be in this emptiness. Starts to be in what the world did to you. How the world left you. Uh, look at verse 14. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine. And he began to be uh, in want. It leaves you wanting more. You see, it leaves you wanting more drugs, more likes, more comments, more views, more validation, more blessings. But the world will never satisfy your wants. The world will never give you the blessings that you want or the relationships you need. There will be, uh, never be a consistent happiness. You will always be wanting more. You will always be looking for the next dopamine rush. You will always be looking for the next drink. You will always be looking more, for more affirmation. You'll always be wanting to hop on the next big trend to fit in. You'll always be uh, trying to be who you are not. You, let me tell you, there will always be somebody that is better than you. There will always be somebody with more likes. There will always be someone that has a better car, a better phone, a better social status, with a better job position. The world will always leave you wanting more. When you feel this way, you start to have a self-identity. 
When you are left empty and wanting more, this leaves you feeling worthless. Start to identify yourself as empty and, and wanting more and worthless. You feel like you have no hope. That you will never uh, have the validation that you want, that you will never be happy. See, you want to identify as what others are instead of identifying as who you are in Christ. You start to identify as a failure. Um, this is where depression comes from. In 2020, 48,344 Americans died by suicide in 2020. It was the second leading cause of death for ages 10 uh, through 34 and the fourth leading cause of death for ages 35 through 54. 54% of Americans have been affected by suicide. When we start to self-identify as worthless, helpless, this causes suicide and this causes depression. It causes anxiety when you're trying to always be better when you're, uh, than everybody else, when you're always trying to live up to what the world has set for your standards. Start to get depressed. You feel like you have no point in living. Uh, read with me verses 15 and 16. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the, uh, his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. He was at the bottom working with the pigs. He was feeling worthless and empty. I, I have this dollar bill right here, and I can go to the gas station, and I, I can buy a candy bar that's worth like 98 cents, right? I can buy that with this. What, what if I take it and I crumble it up? Is it still worth a dollar. Can I still go and buy a candy bar with it? Yeah? Okay. If I take it, I crumble it up, I throw it on the ground, and I stomp on it. Is it still worth a dollar? Yeah. Okay. So I take it, I crumble it up, I stomp on it, and I throw it in the trash. Is it worth a dollar? It's got to be worth like 80 cents now, right? Because I did all of that to it. It's been through so much. You see, this doesn't lose its value. So why do you feel like when you've been pushed aside, stomped on, abused, that you lose your value and that you are worthless? You see, the reason that this dollar bill still has value is because the creator made it that way. It made it where it doesn't lose its value. It doesn't lose its worth. This dollar bill can go through all of that and be worth the same amount then why do you still feel like you are worthless? The same is for you. God gave you value. God gave you worth. That's why instead of trying to find identity in the world and stop, and when you stop trying to identify in yourself and look at wh who you should be through yourself, look through God's eyes and, and follow God's word and identify in him. You have to go to God. Uh, look at verses 17 through 22. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose, and he came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, and ran, and fell on his neck, and kissed him. 
And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. He went back to the father begging for mercy, begging for grace, asking his father to let him be his hired servant. He said, I'm not worthy to be called your son. I'm not worthy to be a part of your family. But you see, his father gave him identity. Uh, look at verse 22. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. His father gave him identity. Some of you in here right now, you need to go to God to find your identity. See, God's identity is great. You have to look at the identity that God has set for you, for you to be authentically happy, for you to find authentic friendships and pure joy. Read with me that verse 22 one more time. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. You see, the robe, the ring, and the shoes, they all represent his identity in his father and uh, in that family. Uh, look at this, the robe. The robe was placed upon him to represent that he was uh, the favored son. See, when you go to God and you find your identity in him, he puts a robe of righteousness upon you. The filthy rags of sin are no longer needed from the world. You are now welcomed into his arms, into what he has planned for you. And then the ring. The ring is very important. It represents uh, that he is now part of the family. It was a family ring. Showing his son that it didn't matter what sin he had committed. He was still part of the family. He was still his son. See, the son was finding his identity in this family ring. He had now called himself part of the family. That he is the son of a loving father. When you go back to the father and you ask for forgiveness, he welcomes you with open arms. He welcomes you as his child. It doesn't matter what sin you've committed, how far you have gone. You are still welcomed into God's presence. God washes your sins away and he claims you as his. And then the shoes. The shoes were placed upon his feet and they represented the journey he has been on. His father gave him shoes so that he could feel welcomed. He was given the shoes to represent that he still had the, the same benefits that he had when he left. When you receive the shoes from God, it is God saying you are welcomed back, that I want to continue this journey with you. It's a representation that when we go to God, we not, must not only confess our sins, but we have to take action. We have to follow him and walk on this journey of life with him, that he will provide identity for us. You see, we can find identity in God. I'm going to have you guys bow your heads and close your eyes. Let me ask you, are you in an identity crisis right now in your life? Are you trying to find a worldly identity? You see, there are three types of people that could be in here right now. Maybe you're the person that says, I haven't left the Father to try to find identity uh, yet. But I've been thinking about it. Let me tell you, what the world has to offer is it's not worth it. It's not going to fill your needs. It's not going to satisfy you. It will only leave you feeling worthless, 
feeling helpless and depressed. It will leave you at the lowest of lows. Maybe you're the second type of person. You say, Christian, I, I, have, I have gone to the world. I've tried to find my identity in what the world has to offer. And I am feeling worthless. I feel like I have no value. I am depressed. I'm anxious. I feel like I have nothing. Maybe you're thinking, I am too far gone. God can't help me now. I can't go back to God. Let me tell you, that is not true. You see, God is waiting for you with open arms. He is ready for you. He's waiting with a ring and a robe and shoes. He's offering the same benefits that you had when you left. It doesn't matter what sin you've committed or what you have done. He is there waiting for you. You have to go back to God. Maybe you say, Christian, I've never had the identity of Christ in my life. I haven't accepted Christ into my heart. Let me tell you, he is waiting on you. He is ready for you to confess your sins and ask for forgiveness and to accept him into your life. As Pastor Dave comes, you have a decision to make. Are you going to stay where you are or are you going to make the decision to go to your Heavenly Father and to find identity in Him?